Welcome. You are listening to Aftersight. This recording is intended solely for individuals who are blind or have low vision. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the February edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. First, we're going to start with some breaking news on the Crestone Eagle website. Locals Pack Town Meeting Express Support for Events in Town. This was written by Anya Kotz. Crestone and Baca Grand residents packed Town Hall Monday, uh, the week of February 14th, offering more than an hour of impassioned commentary in support of having events in town, passing a special events noise ordinance and working together as a community to address other recurring topics. In this special meeting, January 29th, Crestone Town Trustees had suggested the possibility of removing events such as July 4th, Crestone Energy Fair, and Crestone Music Festival from within town limits. Times have changed. Our town and the number of people who come to events is growing, and the sound of the music is increasingly drawing a lot of complaints, explained Mayor Karina Danforth. Nick Navars, owner organizer and producer of many events in the past seven years, expressed surprise the board hadn't notified him of the meeting given that a discussion about events was on its agenda. Navars, a Baca Grand resident and realtor, asked the board if it wants him to apply for a Swatch County sales tax grant to fund the July 4th event as he had in, a pre in previous years. Two years ago, we pretty much agreed that a lot of events have outgrown the town. They tear up the parks and overwhelm our staff, said Trustee Kim Martinez. We can't ignore how serious the noise pollution is, Danforth added. Trustee Dennis Puzlosny also expressed concern, explaining that it's more than just the noise. Sorry, it's more than just the music. It's the yelling, the screaming, and the applause. It's the car parking, the transport, the congestion of trying to move vehicles in and out. Puzlusny also claimed it's people trespassing on other people's property who get very aggressive when they're asked nicely to leave. Navarre's reminded the board about a similar discussion last year concerning noise, which resulted in an agreement to craft a noise ordinance for special events. We had a route to solving this problem, but the board decided not to pass a special events noise ordinance. The code enforcer at the time quit in protest for not having the ordinance passed. The noise ordinance levels that we were offering were way lower than what you experienced at the Energy Fair on July 4th, but if we don't have an ordinance, we can't adhere to it, he said. The board explained that they chose not to pass the noise ordinance, claiming 80% of town residents rejected the proposal. Trustee Benjamin Beyer urged the board to involve the whole community in these conversations, especially since the special meeting had not been announced to the public as per the town's standard procedure. While the board did not threaten to cancel events outright, many trustees were in support of relocating events to other locations outside the town, in addition to eliminating amplified music. To me and many people in this town, eliminating amplified music means canceling the event. I'm not willing to produce an event without music, so the town would be on their own, Navaris explained. In response to learning of the January meeting, more than 20 Crestone and Baca Grand residents showed up in person and on Zoom to voice their concerns. Crestone Town residents' comments were prioritized, and ultimately the board extended its usual 15-minute allotment for citizens' comments to accommodate 
to accommodate residents of the Baca Grande who demanded their voices be heard. Speaking as an individual, County Commissioner Liza Maron urged the board to think about how meaningful Crestone's events are to the greater community and local commerce. These events are really important, and I personally, along with many others, invest a lot of money in Crestone when we attend events. I highly encourage you to think about the meaning of events in this community as you make your decisions today. Town is where our community meets said Crestone resident Lars Skogen. We have to be amenable to the fact that a town serves a certain function, allowing people to get together to celebrate and have fun. Our events pull in people from the Baca and from the town of Crestone, allowing us to gather as one community, he said. Melinda Davis, Baca Grand resident and employee of Crestone Spirits, echoed Marone's comments. After 10 years working in town, Davis said, I can confirm that these events bring in a lot of money and it gives an opportunity for so many artists to be able to not only display and sell their products to people who are coming here. My biggest concern is that we're going to be taking away an opportunity for people to lift themselves up by taking away their opportunity to share in this commerce. Crestone Charter School teacher Daya Scheid attended via Zoom from his classroom. This is the future of Crestone, he said, pointing to his students. The students that attend this school are both Baca residents and Crestone residents, but either way, they're the heart and soul of our community. Events like the 4th of July, the Music Festival, and the Energy Fair are the highlights of our summer. This is how we gather and build community. If you take away these events, you're going to drive the community away. Leroy West, a Baca Grand Property Owners Association board member, spoke as Baca Grand resident. Our events bring people in from all over the state and the country, and they are a huge economic driver. It's really important that we continue to host these events, and I think there is a strong mutual interest from everyone who produces the events to take care of the town's residents' concerns. All speakers acknowledge the need for a special events noise ordinance and the importance of accommodating town residents' concerns. Town resident Warren Stevens, who had called those in support of the events in town, Exodus removed, at the special meeting, clarified his position. My objection is not to events. My objection is to a violation of the agreement that was in place for last year's energy fair. It was supposed to end at 8.30, but by 9 o'clock the music was still playing, he said. I don't object to music, but we have a noise pollution problem that's annoying the people who live in town. Lydia Sprouts, Baca Grand resident and director of Crestone Performance and Sync, addressed Stevens' complaints directly. I would like to apologize to Warren on behalf of myself and the Energy Fair. Normally, I am the timekeeper at the events to help to produce, but during last year's Energy Fair, I had a baby, so I wasn't there. I'm sorry we didn't keep our word, but that is something we intend to do going forward. We can improve and be better. Baca resident Christian Manfield also issued an apology directly to the board. I would like to apologize that this is the first time I've showed up at one of these meetings because I am a member of this community. People can assume the board is trying to assume authority and tell everybody what to do, but I know your job is hard, Manfield continued. I'd like to remind every everyone that this might be a pivot point where we choose how we're going to make decisions and what kind of changes we're going to adopt. Following citizens' comments, the board revisited the topic of events at the end of the nine-hour meeting. It's always good to have citizen participation at town meetings, but I felt like everybody showed up 
had somehow been misinformed that the town was going to cancel the events, said Trustee Kizenlaki. Somehow the word went out that we weren't going to have events, and that's just totally not the case, she lamented. Lockie didn't attend this special meeting. The mayor and trustees were equally surprised by how many residents were under the impression the board intended to cancel town events. Nobody is considering canceling events, but there needs to be respect and there needs to be balance. I think the idea of having a committee is a good idea, Lockie added. A discussion among key stakeholders led to the approval of creating a special events committee comprised of Trustees Beyer and Armando Mendez, town residents, and one Baca Grand resident. Those people have yet to be named. Appointed li liaisons representing each event will work alongside the committee to ensure protocols related to noise, event timing, parking, traffic, and security are followed. The board agreed that the Special Events Committee will also help institute a new noise ordinance, setting a standard for amplified music. I think this is a great idea, exclaimed Navarres. There needs to be accountability on both ends so that there is direct communication and cooperation. Danforth agreed. I'm feeling really good about this. I think we are finally on a journey towards being able to communicate and work this out in a way that works for everybody. And speaking about meetings, we have this article written by Matt Litt with Heather D'Alessio. Town Hall Style Meeting Gathers Momentum from Community Change. This is from the February edition of the Crestone Eagle, printed edition. From consolidation to community centers, community members voiced their desires and designs on how Crestone Baca should move into the future. More than 30 people showed up for the second town hall style meeting created by Nathan Good and Heather D'Alessio held at the Cloud Station Saturday, January 27th. Participants included trustees from the Crestone Town Council, Baca Grand Property Owners Association, area youth, and elders. Finding Common Ground was a grassroots gathering of voices where our whole community was welcome to speak freely and listen in a safe space for participatory dialogue, said organizer D'Alessio. Attendees shared their wishes to improve, create, and better the community in topics such as communication in general, fire safety, community and self-resilience, skills and resource sharing, securing the town's water supply, financial responsibility, a focus on community youth, a recreation center, cooperation and or consolidation between the Baca and the town of Crestone, inspiring local referendums by government, inspiring people to participate, inclusiveness and integrity, and recognizing our interdependence in Sawatch County. While some town elders voiced a desire to leave everything as is, the majority of attendees voiced the realization that there is a critical need for change. Many spoke of the need to somehow consolidate Crestone and the Baca, though realities of doing so are not as easy as they seem, as clarified by Leroy West from the POA. Local youth Mark Ziggy Eilitz, in a statement to attendees, offered the suggestion of addressing youth boredom with an art studio and having a small little get-together every new moon to look at the stars. One additional positive outcome of the meeting was the offer of meeting space by the POA for future meetings, with larger attendance possibility. Straw polls conducted at the meeting indicated straw polls showed 27 folks in favor of continued town hall meetings. Youth-led straw poll 31 folks in favor of a multi-use space for youth, 
rotating facilitators and moderators to guide the flow of meetings on the last Saturdays of every month. This meeting was also presented on Zoom and recorded by Jeff Winsett and Crestone Podcast and Radio. Visit the Facebook site CPRYR Lifeline. The next meeting will be at POA Hall, 2 to 4 p.m., February 24th. For information, contact Shangri-La Colorado at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-N-G-R-I-L-A-H-C-O-L-O-R-A-D-O at gmail.com. And in a related article, we have a commentary from Heather D'Alessio and Nathan Good, Free Speech in Discourse. Spring is coming and so is democracy. This month will be our third town hall style meeting. Look for the suggestion box to drop agenda items in for the meeting that will take place the last Saturday of the month, every month. Location will be determined. Two main points to keep in mind. The goal is to communicate with our leaders and the method is to speak and to be heard. Already, minutes are going out to all who got on the email list at the last meeting. Send in your email or snail mail if you'd like to get minutes sent to you. All diverse opinions are welcome and needed. All of our leaders need all of our knowledge, hopes, and strengths to represent us fully and with integrity. We the people demand representation, and the best beginning to achieve that is to make our wishes known. Ever since about 1993, the interest in holding... Uh, town hall style meetings THSM has dwindled as they seem to mostly devolve into events of harassment and endless rants at times police were called in to escort leaders out safely we'll do our best to do better we'll all need to work hard to make it so as we're just getting started exactly 200 years after the first known straw polls were conducted in the federal constitutional republic all suggestions and feedback are welcome, especially as far as meeting facilitation and moderation go. As the goal is to build trust in our ability to be represented by our leaders, communication is paramount. So far, we are certain of a few basics, that THSMs can be moderated by anyone, and in our case, we prefer nonpartisan community volunteers who explain the purpose, guidelines, and perhaps topics of the session, and who set the tone up for a respectful, safe space for local leaders to be receptive. Introductions are limited to 30 seconds each when meetings begin. Opening statements by the MC or elected officials will be are limited to five minutes. The vast majority of time is reserved for questions and comments from participants. Present your brief question, idea, or statement up to three minutes each. Strongly stated opinions are okay, rudeness or badgering is not. It is okay to disagree, and differences of opinion should be allowed to be shared without shaming. Please see the online version for historical context. It is well known that at present time most Americans reside in the center of the ideological spectrum and analysts agree this vast group is now significantly underrepresented at town hall meetings. So, please know that we all must undertake efforts to expand the range of people who attend town hall meetings so the audience is more diverse and includes both partisans and independents. THSMs will be televised on Crestone Radio Podcast.
If the turnout is large, timers can be used to give as many people as possible an opportunity to speak. Also, a World Cafe can be started, and in this case, a more tightly focused discussion group can brainstorm more effectively. A sense of belonging is crucial for civic engagement and keeping people motivated. Hopefully, we can create an inclusive and welcoming environment where everyone feels valued and heard. Let's encourage open dialogue and foster a sense of camaraderie. Grassroots activism is all about people power. We will continue to conduct simple straw polls, both to guide our direction and to measure our dynamic nature as time marches on and communication effectively connects us and opens our minds to one another. Polls may, on the surface, look a lot like the current town halls, a simple process of a leader and constituents sharing their positions and asking each other questions, but a lot of hard work goes on behind the scenes. During a deliberative poll, trained moderators make sure that every voice is heard and that the group carefully and thoughtfully narrows in on its most pertinent and pressing policy questions. When all the participants finally assemble with the lawmaker, the result can be a serious and productive conversation well beyond what we've seen in town halls lately. It is helpful to study the polls over time. It has been shown that a lot of hardline opinions have gained tolerance and opened minds in general due to successful communication events such as THSMs. So, no pressure at all. When we participate in democracy, we are continuing a grand experiment and showing ourselves that we have some hope left yet in communities marrow. We are simply adding our gifts into the stone soup of ideas, and, like a straw in the wind, our polls show which way the wind is blowing here and now. For a related Solutionaries commentary, visit the online Crestone Eagle at www.crestoneagle.org. This month's THSM, again, that is Town Hall Style Meeting, is set for Saturday, February 23rd at 2 p.m. at the Baca Grand Property Owners Association Hall. See flyers around town and on Facebook, Crestonians and Crestone Chill, for updates. Now turning to an article from the Swatch County Board of Commissioners written by Liza Maron. Swatch County keeps 24 mill levy at 23 rate. State property tax relief action that took place in a 2023 special session of the Colorado Assembly will give considerable property tax reduction benefits to Swatch County homeowners when 2024 taxes come due. In light of this, the Swatch County Board of County Commissioners, BOCC, certified the 2024 mill levy for county operations the same as the 2023 number at 18.831 mills. Soaring home values showed up on 2023 notices of values sent out in April 2023. The value of all residential, agricultural, and commercial properties in the county increased by 27% from the previous year, with residential properties experiencing the biggest surge. At a time when the rising cost of living has, has left many struggling to cover their monthly bills, many are understandably concerned about their ability to pay their taxes and to stay in their homes. The Commissioner's local response was to call together the taxing entities of the county, including school, library, ambulance, and water conservation districts, to talk about a joint temporary reduction of the mill levy.
A mill levy comes into play after a home is taxed using an assessed value percentage of approximately 6.765% or the taxable amount of your home. That amount is then multiplied by the mill levy to come up with the taxes owed. About 10% of property taxes go to the county. The rest supports social services, public health, and that tax district's school district, as well as the other districts. Last year, the Colorado General Assembly passed daunting legislation titled Reduce Property Taxes and Voter-Approved Revenue Change. Proposition HH came out of this, was placed on the November ballot, and was soundly defeated on Election Day. The Assembly then held a special session to pass a different version of the property tax relief. It gave residents $55,000 of exempted value and took the assessment rate down to 6.7%. Kay Mays, Sawatch County Deputy Assessor, performed several residential scenarios at Commissioner Lynn Thompson's request and found that if the commissioners were to lower the mill levy by even three mills at a substantial loss to in at substantial loss in income to the county, the homeowner savings would be insubstantial at about $27 for a $187,000 home in Sawatch. The state's property tax relief, however, saved that same homeowner $387. Here are comparisons of savings in other parts of the county. An $80,000 Moffitt home saved $378 state and $3 from the county. A $237,000 Crestone home saved $371 state and $39 from the county. A $106,000 center home would see $345 from state relief, $9 from the county. A $590,000 home in the Baca would save $526 from state and $108 from the county. After reviewing the data, the BOCC agreed that the Colorado State Assembly had done well for homeowners and the reduction of the county mill levy was not necessary or even helpful. The money saved by not reducing the mill levy was able to be invested in the county staff with a 50 cent an hour plus 5% cost of living raise and a 5% match for every 3% an employee invests in a retirement account. Now turning to a public notice from the Rio Grande Water Conservation District. Rio Grande Water Conservation District Appointment. The Swatch County Board of Commissioners is again accepting letters of interest for appointment to the Rio Grande Water Conservation District Board from an individual who would like to serve as the Swatch County representative to the Rio Grande Water Conservation District Board who resides north of Swatch County Road L. This is a three-year term ending April 2026. Letters of interest may be addressed to the Board of County Commissioners and submitted to the Swatch County Administration Office, 505 3rd Street, Swatch, Colorado, 81149, or mailed to P.O. Box 100, Swatch, Colorado, 81149. Letters may also be emailed to wmaez at swatchcounty-co.gov. The deadline for letters of interest is Thursday, February 29, 2024, at 3 p.m. for an interview with the commissioners on Tuesday, March 12, 2024. The Board of County Commissioners will make an appointment to this board during their regular meeting on Tuesday, March 19, 2024. And now taking a quick look at the events calendar on Saturday, February 24th, full moon fire ceremony followed by chanting and lunch at Akande Universal Ashram from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
Also on the 24th, Time Traveler's Soul Reading at Baca Grand Library, 11 a.m. to 12.45 p.m. by appointment. And that phone number is 719-256-4100. And on Friday, all Fridays, but this one, February 23rd, Crestone has Free Food Friday at Baca Grand Library, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And Swatch has Free Food Friday at the Swatch Public Library, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. There's also food distribution on Tuesday, February 20th at Moffitt Free Spirit Christian Church, Highway 17 and Moffitt Way from 2 to 4 p.m. And on Thursday, February 22nd, in Crestone Mobile Food Truck will be at Baca Ground Library, 1 to 2 p.m. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aftersight.org or by calling 303-786-7777.